along, guys. Matt Wyke, Wyke Fitness. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you are watching this on YouTube, you're probably noticing behind me, there's nothing there anymore. Um, I'm changing things up. So, you know, my office, I had a whole bunch of stuff just kind of thrown in there. Uh, the webcam that I use to do all of my podcasts was just at my desk and it looked at the, basically the wall of magazines that I've been in. Um, and that was kind of like my backdrop, so to speak. So I'm changing things up. I'm making a dedicated podcasting area. Um, so behind me, I'm not sure what I want to do. Uh, the, the audio quality, I'm going to have to check after I record this. Uh, but also I, I, me personally, I can hear maybe a slight echo. I'm not sure if you guys can, can hear that through the audio now. So I might put up some of those, uh, noise canceling, almost like eggshell type of pads behind me. And I'm hoping maybe that will change it. It's not going to be the prettiest backdrop. I'll probably get something maybe to hang on it. Um, just so that there's at least some type of visual versus just kind of like the eggshell pattern that's, that's behind me, but we shall see. Um, uh, there was a, a website, a blog that put out top podcasts in his opinion, and it's a fitness, a fitness type of blog. And surprisingly, they put me in the same lineup as guys as Tim Ferriss, who obviously, Tim's not necessarily health and fitness. Uh, you know, he, he's known for, uh, you know, his, his books as a bestseller, productivity and stuff like that. Um, but he, he's also into fitness and maximizing your health and taking advantage of longevity. So, you know, wellness is important to him. So I understand why he's maybe thrown in there. But then I'm next to a guy like Nick Strength and Power, who, you know, has a commanding uh, viewership on YouTube. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, I, I truly appreciate it. Uh, but YouTube is a very, very, very small part of my podcast listenership. So, you know, while I'm recording this as video, what I really do is I then just extract the audio and that goes into the podcast that gets blasted out to all of the podcast platform. So, you can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. Uh, I, I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch, but you get the idea. So that's why if you're watching this on YouTube, or even if you're listening to it, the audio might be a little bit different. Uh, so again, I apologize if it is. I'm going to work to fix that if it is an issue. And that's why there is nothing behind me. You're staring at blank walls pretty much. So today, what I want to talk about is the future of business. Now, if you're not paying attention to the trends and the landscape of business today, uh, you should probably start looking around you. Uh, so, I mean... <sighs> Technology is is the biggest driving factor for business today. And as you know, business is all about speed. So the faster you can go to market with something 
or the faster you can execute on something, the better off you're going to be as long as your strategy is solid. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm explaining that um, well enough. So let me put it this way. The first to market is usually the business or product or service that takes the most market share. So let's use, um, I'm in the supplement industry, right? So let's use um, creatine monohydrate. So when creatine monohydrate came out, that was the creatine to use. Now, obviously you had non-responders, you had those crazy loading phases where you had to take, you know, 10 to 20 grams of, of creatine a day. Uh, you know, nowadays science has kind of debunked that. And yes, you can, and you'll saturate the muscles faster uh, than you would by just taking a maintenance, but you can do a maintenance dose of five grams. And over the span of a 30 day period, your muscles will become totally saturated. Now, Brands looked at that and said, okay, so monohydrate is out. That owns the market share. We're going to come out with our own version of monohydrate and sell it. So everyone is kind of taking a small piece of the pie of business, right? Then comes along uh, CEE and creatine HCL and all these different variants of creatine. But what's the one thing that still holds true to today? Monohydrate is still the best-selling and the most studied, from a research standpoint, creatine on the market. So that still owns the market share, right? And the brands that came out with that, so you had, uh, you know, Concrete came out for the creatine HCL, and that owns the market for the for the HCLs. Um, you know, EAS came out with their their phosphogen HP and their creatine and all this other stuff, and then they own the market for for a while on that type of stuff. So everyone tends to own their own little piece of the pie, but whoever comes out first is generally the person who's going to hold the most market share. Now, changing directions a little bit, looking at the way technology is changing the landscape of business, automation is taking over a lot of responsibilities. Now, what I'm going to say next is not meant to be disrespectful to anyone who holds these types of positions. But it's the reality that we're in today. And unfortunately, those who want to stay employed are going to have to change. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm not sure where you live, the the waste management company who takes care of, say, your neighborhood, your street, your house, whatever, uh, you know, your uh, apartment complex, wherever you live. Here, we used to have the trash trucks, and then you had the driver, and then you usually had one or two guys that hopped on the back, and they were literally like the haulers. They would jump off at a house, grab the trash cans, dump everything into the, the dump truck or uh, the trash truck, put the can back, hop back on. And I mean, it would be 100 degrees outside. It would smell horrible back there. Um, You know, it would be 15 degrees and snowing and they'd be hanging on the back of it, driving down the streets. It could be pouring down rain. 
you get the idea. What are they doing now? The last year, I've seen a transition of a driver and one to two men on the back hauling all that trash into the trash uh, truck to now they're using trucks that have those those mobile arms where you have a driver and either the driver does it himself or there's a second person in the truck who does all of the you know joystick remote with this this arm now what this arm does is it takes the place of somebody who was on the back of that trash truck so no longer does somebody have to hang on in 15 degree or 100 degree or snow and rain or you know just scolding sun now they just sit in the car in either the heat or the air conditioner and they just move the thing the arm goes around it grabs a trash can that you have picks it up and it dumps it in the top of the trash truck brings it back down sits down flat on you know the street or sidewalk or wherever you put it the arms release goes back they drive to the next house it's all automated now Look at places like McDonald's. Now, I'm not telling you to go eat at McDonald's, but the fact of the matter is, if you have kids, you want something fast, they can get something, you can get something. Obviously, you can get healthy stuff anywhere. I'm just using McDonald's as an example because that's one of the areas where I'm seeing it transition the fastest. Now, you go to McDonald's. What do you see now? Now, it's not every location, but I know that they're they're launching it throughout the U.S., but the rollout is going to take some time for, for everything to, to take place. But when you walk into McDonald's now, what do you see? You see kiosks. Or better yet, you can order from your mobile device, right? From your smartphone, your Android, your iPad, or, or iPhone. And you roll up, you go to the drive-thru, or you go pull into uh, uh, you know the, the parking spot where they'll just bring it out to you, whatever you prefer. Or you can go in and get it. Most people, if you're ordering on your mobile device, you're just going to go through the drive-thru because you're just driving there anyways. Um, But when you think about it, that is taking the place of the cashier clerks who are going to be taking your orders at the front. So you literally walk into McDonald's now, you you use the touchscreen, you choose what you want, you hit pay, and you're done. Now, maybe you have to walk up and, and, and pay if you're doing cash or whatever the case may be. But it's eliminating jobs. Now, I call these low-skill jobs. And again, I'm not saying that to disrespect anyone who is in those you know positions that I'm talking about. But the fact of the matter is, you don't have to have a college degree or higher education to take orders at McDonald's. So that's what I'm getting at. It's not like you're trying to design a new 12-story building complex you know, from scratch, where you have to have that knowledge. A McDonald's clerk is generally taught how to use the system. And that's all they have to know. The system shows them everything. Okay. Now. A couple years ago, McDonald's employees were complaining about their wages. 
we want X amount of dollars. We want $15 an hour as our minimum wage and this and that, the other. Okay, cool. But when McDonald's franchise owners look at how much money they spend on each employee who takes orders, they can get rid of multiple, if not all of them, get the kiosks, and they just saved all of that money. Sure, you might have that overhead and that expense up front, but if you're eliminating jobs, that money that you would have in the employees would just be going into those kiosks anyways. So now you can become leaner as a company and an organization, still put out the same you know, output, meaning hamburgers, french fries, drinks, chicken nuggets, salads, ice cream, milkshakes, whatever, because you'll still have people working the back. Now, that's another thing. I think this rollout with the kiosks is just the start. I think you're going to see more places doing a drive-through model. Think along the lines of a Sonic, okay? I'm not sure if you have Sonic where you live, but Sonic, you either drive up and you park, you order, they bring your food out. You never step foot inside of Sonic, okay? And to me, I see that model going more towards where the future is. Yes, you have people who still want the experience of dining in at a fast food restaurant, but I see more franchises popping up where everything is going to be automated or maybe you only have a handful of employees. And so maybe you have one person who hands the order to somebody. You have one person who prepares it. And really, that's all you need depending on how much volume you do per day. Maybe you have a handful of people working at a time, at most. But if they're placing their order online or on their mobile device, or they're using a kiosk, you can eliminate that entire position. Now, my brother-in-law is a pharmacist. And, you know, I had a tough conversation with him. And it was kind of, you know jokingly, but he he knows the way that technology is going. Pharmacists get paid a lot of money. I mean, you're talking six figures, right? Now, I'm not saying that pharmacists aren't smart because they're super smart. I mean, I I, I speak to my brother-in-law and and he tells me and explains things, medical things, uh, drug terminology, uh, you know, the, the, you know, prescription drug terminology. And I'm just like, what? I mean, the, the, the guy is brilliant. But I went to him and I said, you know, hey, what, what do you think is going to happen over the next 10 years? What's your plan? He goes, well, what do you mean? I said, what if they get rid of pharmacists? You know, because really pharmacists, they check the drug interactions, but many of them do it on computers these days. And a lot of the pharmacists are are counting the pills that go into the bottles and they're checking off the boxes. You know, this tech put this together. Okay, he did that correctly. She did that correctly. Okay, cool. Slap the label on. It's good to go for when the customer comes to pick up their prescription. Why wouldn't we think that technology, 
you go to the doctor, right? Doctor sends in the prescription, sends it over to the pharmacy. A computer receives that prescription. The computer tells another machine, hey, fill this script. A bottle comes out, it pulls the, the you know, whatever prescription they need. It gets filled, it gets labeled, it gets capped. Maybe you have one person there that checks it, that just checks the, the computer, the machine to make sure everything is correct, that they're not giving out like the wrong drug. Like somebody's coming to pick up their Viagra and they get like Ambien or something. So maybe they downsize how many people are working at these drug stores, these pharmacies, right? So what's not to say that a computer is not going to eliminate a pharmacist job? I mean, you can go right down the line. Look at personal trainers. Sure, business is booming. It could be better than ever. But the people who work with trainers these days are people who just want the results. They want to go in. They want to be pushed. They're not going there asking for a workout, per se. Because you can go online, use that technology on the internet, and find... 10 workouts to get bigger guns, uh, chest workouts to look like Arnold, uh, tree trunk leg workouts, uh, you know, squat till you puke workouts, you name it. I'm just making stuff up. Everything is free online. That's technology. So I really think that the landscape of business is going to change over the next 10 years where a lot of jobs are going to be eliminated. And that's a shame. But at the same time, a lot of those jobs are going to be the ones that you don't need to have a lot of skills to do. And for that reason, that's why I want everyone to find what they're passionate about and double down on learning everything that you can about that. I'm not saying you have to go to college and go get a degree. Because I think that piece of paper really doesn't mean much these days. And that's coming from somebody who has a degree. I went to Penn State. I have a kinesiology and a business degree. I don't think it's worth shit these days. And I'm just being honest. I mean, I'm sure, you know, if my parents were to hear me say that, they'd be like, what the, like, what are you saying? You just got this degree, you know, you spent all these years. Yeah. And I don't think it's worth anything these days. Because I think a lot of businesses have their own colleges or universities where it's a training system that they put their employees through and they train you how to work their system. Now, I want to go back to business and how business is all about speed, okay? Now, if you go to college and you spend four years, six years, eight years in a classroom, right? Business is about speed. Education is not working and catching up to the rate that business is changing. So, If you are a freshman and business changes for whatever industry you're in, by the time you graduate, everything is going to be obsolete. So think about that. Think about how many things have changed over the last few years from a business standpoint. It's true. So the first three years that you learn something, maybe your senior year, you touch on the things that have changed, but... You're still playing catch-up because business is constantly changing. So that's where I'm at with this. So I think 
I think the business landscape as we know it today is going to be changing drastically, drastically. And I think a lot of the people who have those low skill jobs need to be worried and need to be thinking about what they're going to do. And again, I'm not saying spend the money and go to college if you don't have the money. There are tons of resources that you can utilize to better your skills. You can take courses online that have nothing to do with colleges. If you want to to learn about sales, there are guys out there that you can learn from about sales. Like Dan Locke, you know, he has the, the high ticket closing programs. It talks about sales and, you know, copywriting and all these different things, right? So find those people and make sure that they're, you know, accredited people, that they're actually the professionals and, and, you know, they're known for these types of things, not just some kid who puts up a YouTube video and really has no idea what they're talking about. So, you know, YouTube, you can use that to your advantage as well. Find someone who's in an industry that you want to be in and just binge watch everything that they put out. Take that information and implement it. So many people watch something and then they don't execute on anything. So really all they're doing is wasting their time. So if you want to have a job, have a career, have longevity in whatever industry you're in, you have to constantly be evolving and bettering your skills. The people who don't have the skills will be eliminated. And I'm not saying this to be a jerk, like you don't deserve a job. I'm saying this because that's going to be the reality. People want people who have skills. If you don't have the skill, you're not going to get the job. So think about all of the different things that you're doing right now in your current position, wherever that is. Are you maximizing your abilities and your potential and your performance? If not, You need to change starting today. You need to think about, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to change. I'm going to start learning about this so that I can show to my boss, to my team, to my company that I'm a worthy employee and that my skill set is better and outweighs somebody else. It's all about that totem pole in corporate America. If you're on the bottom and you have low skills, you're gone. If you're at the top, Congratulations, you're probably going to stay there unless somebody else who's below you gets to your level and isn't going to get paid as much and they're trying to lean out, then you get cut off and that dude moves in. But I don't see that as much as jobs being eliminated due to low skill levels for whatever it is. We're having technology come in and take over those jobs that quite frankly don't need to be manned by somebody because technology and and you know machines can do those things for us. So that's really all I have for today. This is probably a lot longer than I wanted it to be, but I'm I'm hoping that you got something from it, you got some value out of it and it kind of opened your eyes to okay, maybe Matt's right because things are changing and Technology is trending more towards eliminating jobs, even though right now I believe the unemployment rate is at the lowest it's ever been. And that's amazing. But I also see with technology that could be creeping back up over the next 10 years because 
technology and AI and, and machines are going to be a bigger part of our lives. So I'm not saying this to scare you. Again, this is just my opinion based off of the landscape and the trends that I'm seeing. But I would love to know what you guys think. Um, do you agree? Do you disagree? Are you in a position right now where you see technology and and machines, robots, whatever coming in and taking your job? Look at warehouse workers. Now machines are driving to, to different bays, getting the order, putting it on the on the you know box, going to the next thing, grabbing the, the, the product, putting it in the box. It goes down the line. It gets taped up. Off it goes. Humans don't even need to touch it these days. Now, those are advanced systems. But again, I want you to look at where you are now. How secure are you? Could your job be eliminated in the next 5, 10, 15 years? Obviously, if you're close to retirement, which, you know, my demographic is generally, you know, the the 22-year-old to the 45-year-old. But, you know, if you're close to retirement... You might not have to worry about this as much, but if you're in your 20s or 30s and you're looking long-term with with a business or with a company, you need to understand the landscape. How much technology can be put into this business and eliminate jobs and improve the processes and the systems that are in place for that business? So really, that's all I got for today. Uh, Again, I hope you got something out of it. Leave a comment below, or you know, if, if you're listening to this on a podcast, head over to whitefitness.com. You know, you can send me a message on there from the contact page. Let me know what you think. If you haven't subscribed to this already on YouTube, please do so. It's free. Uh, you know, it's just out here to add some value to you guys. Obviously, it doesn't cost you anything to give a little thumbs up and a follow. Uh, if you're on a podcast, please subscribe. It lets you know every week when I release a podcast uh, every Tuesday. It ends up right there on your mobile device. So I would love to have you here with us every week. With that being said, hope you guys are having a fantastic week wherever you are. And I hope to catch you guys on the next episode.